Hello and welcome to the Black Door Music Argument. I have to introduce it so that way we can get the correct name in because no, Barry, it's, it, we want to use the correct name once in a great while. Um, so, uh, oh, 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 I guess I have kind of already said it. I'm Karsten. And I'm Barry. Yeah, I kind of spoiled that one. Um, so if you are a loyal listener or a occasional listener or someone who just reads the titles and goes, no, fuck that, you are probably familiar that Carrie and I are walking through the Blink-182 discography. Ever so and slowly. Ever Taking so slowly. your sweet-ass time. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, we're, what, two albums in, and it's taken us like six, eight months? Uh-huh. But we're getting there. We're working I can't on wait till more. You, I can't wait till you get to the, uh, you know, to the bootlegs. The bootleg. Oh, we're not doing that. We only said major ones. We did specify. I can tell you which ones are remaining, and we're not doing an episode per. We have early albums that we're actually doing individual episodes, and then we're actually going to start, you know, throwing some of these together. And part of that's more of, like, cultural significance, um, individual, like, nostalgia, um, and just overall, like, just the zeitgeist of the time that really had a major impact. Talking about, like, music videos, probably we're going to touch on some TRL, you know, that those things all kind of play into it. Actually, even to the point of 9-11, um, there were some mm-hmm. things that were around there that kind of circulated with some of their music videos and stuff but we'll get to that but um where that kind of led to was um i don't know if you know this barry and i we talk uh not just on microphones but actually in person and i'm gonna paraphrase a story that he told me i know we've i'm pretty sure we've shared it on the podcast before but um unless you wanted to share it no you I don't can take you, it away i want to hear your version okay all right so uh he's gonna interrupt me for every mistake that i made uh Barry was at a Halloween party. It wasn't a Halloween party. And he was 18 feet tall. Uh, He wasn't 18 feet tall. Okay, so Barry was at this party, and someone brought in these pickles, and it was a big thing of pickles. And he was like, these are the best pickles in the world. These are the best. And Barry was like, I got to try one of those. He tried it. He was like, nope, not good. And the guy goes, oh, you didn't like it? He goes, I don't like pickles. And the guy's like, why would you try pickles if you don't like it? And he said, because you said it was the best. If it's the best, I want to try it. Is it just something I haven't had a good pickle before? Like, that's that, that's roughly the idea of, yeah, that sums of, it up. of what it is. Okay, cool. So, so Barry and I talk about this from a perspective of music as it's the trying to understand the musical pickle. Where there is music genres I'm just not that into. But someone says, oh you haven't heard the right blank or, Oh, it's this artist that really changes it. The pop hits aren't the ones you want to get. You want, you know, the Dude, pop you need country the 1962 stuff Japanese pressing. Right. Exactly. And so it's like, okay, I want to go in with best intentions. I'm not telling every, everything in the genre to fuck off or everything from a band. Like give me the best stuff. Tell me where is the musical pickle. And I want to try it. It doesn't mean I'm going to love it, but I want to search for the musical pickle. And this is such an episode because to my understanding Barry was never that into Blink-182 if at all no not and really so Barry I, I'm guessing listened to the podcast last week and I was talking about different music we were texting and he said currently I'm listening to Blink-182 and I wrote back why <laughs> and he just wrote back pickles and then next text was like hey can we record about this like I have no idea what you're going to say But this idea of searching for the musical pickle is so fascinating because I think that some context, well, again, I'm just monologuing similar to last week. Um, I was in middle school, high school when Blink-182 was really hitting their their big stride. I mean, Dude Ranch, I think I was elementary school, but really when you're talking about Enema of the State and Enema of the State, um, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket and Blink-182 self-titled, that was middle school, high school. Now, Barry, my understanding is that would have been late college and after college for you. Is that correct? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So I'll just now I I was aware of Blink One Eighty Two. I mean, you know, back then MTV existed as an MTV, and mm-hmm. uh, so we'd sit and watch music videos in high school and college, and you know, I was kind of aware of it, and never like oh. <laughs> Fuck Blink One Eighty Two. Guess it's time for me to go take a piss. No, it's like, oh, Blink One Eighty Two. Okay, let's see. Because again, you know, it's kind of like um, early Foo Fighters videos. They were always kind of funny too. So yeah, it was always sure. they were always entertaining. And I'm I'm a guy who who likes 
someone who's not uh you know who's willing to to go in for a joke or a gag so mm-hmm. i'm always like why you know because i was reading uh today after I, I listened to a couple albums by blink 182 and you know some of it said they were kind of written off by the serious artists as you know mm-hmm. a, a sideshow because because they were willing to joke on stage and things like that so mm-hmm. and and honestly especially given the time like my god don't i wish i had 1999 problems again <laughs> because god yeah <laughs> oh but i tell you i remember you know everything was very political back then no not at all um uh, we had such horrible yeah. problems. Oh, no, not at all. Uh, you know, it was like this 1999 was uh, other the, than the end of the 90s was the fuck around time period. Yeah. And then the 2000s switched to the find out. And yeah, yeah, it was it was, it, it, it was different. And, and just as a barometer here, um, talking about MTV, Total Request Live went on the air in 98. So prior to that, it was much more of like, here's a bunch of music videos, TRL, where you get to start listening to a music video with 18 interruptions from people just screaming how much they love a song. Yeah. That kind of started 98. Sorry, continue on. Yeah, I know. Whenever TRL, TRL came on, I'd be like, I want to watch the video. I don't want to listen. I was more like, <laughs> I was more into pop-up video on VH1 where they take the old mm-hmm. videos and then type have text that come up of the little like like factoids like in, uh, uh, what is it? Madonna's uh, like a virgin. I think the the lion tamer was concerned because he saw her with a tampon going to the bathroom, and he's like, "No, we can't work with a lion if she's on her period." And I was like, "Well, that's just funny." Um, so, but Madonna made it out of that video shoot alive. So, so turns out that guy. Had so far no as we know, as far as we know. Um, yeah. so no, I was aware of these guys and the the iconic. Uh, what I was r- referring to earlier with uh, with Carson as the uh, American was it American Enema? Is that what I was calling it? Enema of the yeah. You were, <laughs> I asked which I asked which albums he had been listening to, and he wrote back American Enema, which I think was a combination of American Idiot and yeah. Enema it's of the it's, State, it's a which again leads back to last week's episode talking about people getting Blink One Eighty Two and Green Day confused. But right. anyways, <laughs> now I would never get the. I don't think I'd get them like. I, I if I listen if I hear Album title. if I hear Green Day yeah. and I'm not a huge Green Day fan but it, they're they're kind of in my zeitgeist I've I've had a couple CDs they were then stolen mm-hmm. and I never returned them and or bought them again mm-hmm. but uh, you know who's going to buy them now um, yeah you um, are you tell us all the time <laughs> no a lot of that a lot of physical media if I buy it is is just on LP because I like the certain that's fair that's fair um, but I mean you know I have quite a few albums that are on you know on my you know my my playlists on iTunes, and I I stream them at the highest rate I can, and um and now with my new phone I can lossless stream if I plug it in, so that's cool. Um, but uh, no, I was if you are familiar with uh, Enema of the State, there is a what appears to be a nurse with uh her shirt open, so you can see her bra, and she's mm-hmm. putting on this blue surgical glove. And, uh, yes, sir. I think I found a new way to get COVID vaccination rate up. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. Not looking to sexualize anything. Just, this was a very sexualized imagery of this with enema of the state. I apologize. Carry on. Well, the thing is though, I mean, I'm just saying that this cover was just, I remember seeing this, this CD everywhere you'd go like in mm-hmm. in dorm rooms apartments just you know that you would see this and i remember a couple parties where i was like oh can we play blink and they're like well it's not really like this party but yeah yeah pop it in for a couple of tracks and i pop it in and somebody's like ah this is no no this is a this is a this is a calm party take that out and i was like okay and it's like no one ever wanted to listen to the album in a party because you know people were drinking and trying to trying to make their way to a lady and uh, not wanting to jump around and, and bash into shit. But um, I just remember seeing this so many places that I think it wasn't until like say 2005, I was helping one of my friends move apartments and I was like, ah, oh, I've always wanted, I've seen this fucking CD everywhere. And they're like, take it. 
And I was like, really? Yeah, yeah, that tastes, I have it. And I was like, okay. So I took it and I listened to it and I gave it back. And the guy's like, no, I told you to, you can have it. And I was like, nah, you can have it. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah. So. So I think that there's some of it that like, I'll be honest, when we said, oh, we're going to listen to the, or we're going to talk about the, about Blink, I wanted to actually write back and be like, well, here are the albums. This is the stuff you should actually listen to because I do not think Enema of the State, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket are the albums for you. Sure. Well, Honestly, that's, I did ask you, what should I listen to? I know. But what I said, <laughs> I think I wrote back, or if I didn't, I mentally did, was like, no, no, no I don't, I don't want to drive where this conversation yeah. goes. The idea of the musical pickle is like, where are you at? Well, I've listened to these two albums. If those are the two or the three that you've picked out as like, this is what I think it is. I'll have the I'll have the rebuttal of saying like you as a person you should check out self. No, and I, I think that you will actually enjoy self. And actually, I kind of went um, pants and jacket because just looking at like the the was it the was that the last one of the original line? No, no original lineup ended with Dude Ranch. Oh, original line. Okay, Dude Ranch. Yeah, and I did and listen to Dude Scott, Ranch. Scott left, and then Travis replaced for Enema of the State forward. Okay. And then plus 44 replaced everything after Neighborhoods. Okay. So, yeah. No, and I, I don't have a, a problem listening to it. And there again, like, so I listened to, yeah, and and also Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. It's the brilliant title. But uh, Oh, my gosh. Well, and I don't want to get too far ahead of us because this is going to release soon. But we haven't gone through all of these albums yet. And there are things that are so fascinating. Again, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Mm-hmm. Oh, Freaking brilliant. Just so good. But also, continuing on with that, I'm just going to mention this real quick, and I know we're going to go into it much more. They actually released multiple versions of that. So you could get an airplane, mm-hmm. pants, jacket, or all three. And those each version had different hidden tracks on it, oh, which is it? the thing that at the time was awesome. Yeah. But again, I don't want to go too far into that because it's something we're going to go over. But I, it, it, it's just... Their whole branding and marketing released with that, fucking amazing. Like, aside from just the name, you know, that's it. Well, but, that's I mean, just like, a, again, th- that's just a ripoff of the Reservoir Dogs release. Sure, because they did the same thing. Each each copy was a different uh, member of the Reservoir Dogs, and they had each a mm-hmm. dele- deleted different deleted scenes on each one. So if you want, which wasn't that clue? If we're unpacking further. The movie Clue went to theaters with different versions. Yeah, yeah it did. Yeah, yeah. so you couldn't see th- all the versions unless <laughs> you went to different cities. And so people from different cities, if you talked about it, saw different films. Right. And then when it came out, they were all kind of combined. And yeah. it was like, oh, okay, all right. No, but like the, on the VHS, you can see you, they go through all of them. Mm-hmm. And But in the Reservoir Dogs, like I bought the, I got the uh, Mr. White version just because that, that was at the Best Buy I was at. And I've yeah. seen people with the Mr. Pink or Mr. Brown, you know, and uh, and apparently, you know, I, we we're talking about it and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard all the all the deleted scenes are different. So we popped it in and watched. It. I was like, holy shit. So, no, I think it's cool because uh, I, I although I don't know when those. So maybe that was a ripoff of Blink-182 because I don't know when that series of the Reservoir Dogs DVD came out. I know Reservoir Dogs is older than that, but yeah. I don't know. Anyway. And again, this was all part of the marketing of the time. I mean, like literally, if you're looking at when the first, I want to say it was the Gorillaz thing came out, it was a CD-ROM. So that like there's CD Mm -hmm. and then there's like the CD-ROM, I believe it was, as you actually call it. There was the the different, that may not be right. There was a a name of it that it actually had interactive stuff in it. So you could throw it into the CD player and play all the tracks, but you throw it in your computer and you could launch up this like interactive stuff. And like, the gorillas had some of that stuff and like it was a common thing where it was how do you get yourself ahead in this right. edge where hidden it was literally the age of hidden tracks yeah which it was the you leave nine minutes of silence and then you have the the song there because as it was if people actually did the empty tracks which is really great like bloodhound gang on the hooray for boobies album yeah <laughs> you can literally just skip a couple tracks and there's your hidden track yeah. You had to determine how committed were you. Do right. you want the nine minutes of silence? Do you fast forward? Do you let it play and then it, you know, yeah. you shock yourself into shitting your pants nine minutes well, later like, when stuff starts or playing do you again. Let it, 
play on your CD player in your dorm room only to be waking up 58 minutes later with a surprise track. Like what the fuck is going right, on? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, I mean, there's, there's, there's some interesting things to it now with Enema of the state. So you did Enema of the state and take off your pants and jacket, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really it's one of those, when you talk about some of their, like, I'll say their cultural significance. Those are the two that really make the difference. Their music videos were much more iconic. Everyone, everyone, air quotes here. Yep. If you were around at the time, you're familiar with the naked running through LA. Yeah, yeah. Like that's just a a thing. Like yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Naked dudes running down the street. Yeah, of course. I Blink One Eighty Two. Right. Do you know the song? Well, uh, and that's naked what... running down the street. <laughs> See, and that um, I don't want to get too into this because I know you and Carrie will talk about yeah. it, but. Like that naked running down the street that just seems so at that time broy and they're trying to be punk rock. And I'm like, so this does not jibe. You know what I mean? Well, and I think what's really interesting is if you're talking about music of the late nineties, it's a lot of dude bro music. Yeah. It's a lot of dude bro music. And it's a lot of not trying to you know, over exaggerate. It's a lot of white dudes making white dude music. Oh, I know. Not that everybody can't appreciate it, but like, there are other people doing music at the time. But when you think about some of the bigger acts, it's not a lot of diversity at the time. No. So I mean, it really is kind of like the one-upsmanship of whatever. Now, I I will say, like again, and we'll go over this. The music videos are are things that people didn't need to know the music to be familiar with. Right. Those. And I think that how they were kind of, they were in this line of like, well, at this point it's pop punk, but we're not like those other pop artists. Yeah. We're different. We make fun of the Spice Girls and NSYNC and Backstreet Boys <laughs> just enough to make you remember that we chart just a little bit different than they do. Yeah. But all in all, it's pop, which is it's right. fine. But again, it's that it's kind of like Avril Lavigne had a similar type of thing where it's like, Oh, but I'm um punk rock. Yeah, pop. I mean, it's, it's it's all branding, but it, it it I think that as you're looking back on it, the thing that they did really well, you did not have to know their music. You did not have to buy the album, and you knew who they were. And they did a really good job of that. That that music video where they make fun of everyone. Brilliant. I want to watch the music video just to see them parodying all of the other music videos on that are happening at the time. Mm-hmm. Which is funny. We'll go into more of that, though. Let's see. I wanted to... Oh, where was it? There was a quote in... Work sucks, I know. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Still relevant. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, that's the thing. Like, you know, I was listening to it, and I kind of... Those two albums, basically, you know, What's My Age, All the Little Things, Aliens Exist, and Rock Show are, like, the ones were like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Oh my gosh, it really hurts me because you got a couple of those names wrong, but I'm just going to let it go. What did I say? Oh, it's okay. We'll keep going. No, 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 no. Come on. What? <laughs> what? All the little things. It just. What did I say? It's again, it's all the small things, but it's fine. It's really like. You know, it's I the wrote same, small. But it, and it's just. <laughs> you did. I see that. But what I find, <laughs> I just find it funny where it's like. To me, and I don't mean I don't mean this to be offensive, but it's totally the type of thing that if my kids were like, "Oh yeah, well here, check out this thing." Oh yeah, all the little things. Like, no, 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 small things, Dad. Right, small things. No, <laughs> and now you know I can hear my, all the small things. And you know, yeah, so yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, you're right. I was wrong. Uh, but no, no, it's not. It's not right or wrong. Just funny. That's all. No, but I was I was just going through and I was like, yeah, I, and part of it is like. I'm just trying to think like, why, why isn't this giving me enough meat to chew on? I'm just like looking and like, yeah, like this is kind of a head boppy drive the car around town stuff and it's fine. And I was mowing the lawn today, listening to it. And I was just like, okay. Uh, Karsten and Carrie are slowly walking their way through the entire catalog. There it is again. Um, I mean, of course, only covering the hits, but um, Oh, fuck you. <laughs> but I really don't think that um uh, toast and bananas is any on their is on any of their top hits there, friend. <laughs> I only say it now because a little it bit pisses of time you talking off. About so, that one. Um, oh yeah, uh, personal attack. <laughs> um, and I was like, 
well, what is what is it that I'm not getting? So that's what I'm trying to like. What? And you're right. Maybe these two albums are not the best. I I picked them because two things. They were around when I was really kind of listening to this genre. I was listening mm-hmm. to the alternative radio because radio was a thing. I was, you know, watching MTV. I remember their videos. Um, and I was like, well, if I'm going to have a connection with this band, I'm going to pick it there. You know, I'm going to pick mm-hmm. what was there when I was in the, of that age. Because you know that certain music, when if you hear it at the wrong time, you're just not going to connect. And so... Right. And I don't know, I think even at the time, even in my uh, shitty, smirky, I listened to, um, you know, a swing music uh, guy, uh, you know, marching band, mm-hmm. you know, that cool guy mm-hmm. um, was like, Ugh, these fucking slackers. And I, <laughs> slackers. Slackers. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah you know, as I that's as I pass the bold. as I pass the bong to the next guy in the, in the no, not slackers, <laughs> but um. It's just, I think it's kind of like, I like Metallica, but I don't like listening to their guitar music because I don't appreciate the tones they use. Like, just the way they set up. Like, I was listening to these tracks, and like I think we, you know, we were discussing some of the drummers of uh, Blink before, and um, I was like, yeah, you know, there's some cool things that they're doing with the percussion, but it's so buried in there and then it's all covered with this very you know phased out distorted guitar that it's just so smoothed over it's like it's like icing over everything so you can barely get the you know get the detail of anything and i think that's it and i I was actually reading this area it was like there's like well punk where uh basically they're saying Punk had progressed from the simple things to a very, you know, kind of high art, and we wanted to get to that. Um, and I was like, okay, I guess, you know, bang on. You got it, and you sold a ton of music. So I'm not, like, saying it's bad. I'm just saying, like, I didn't get it. It's like they have this this frosting layer over everything, so it's hard for me to get my teeth on it. Which I think that, like, part of it for for like what I think about is it's it's literally about like not trying to grow up mm-hmm. which is hard for like it, so and honestly Carrie and I were talking about this a little bit about where you associate some of the things as you're thinking about things right and you get kind of locked in that mindset and it's nothing that's like bad it's just kind of the way it is mm-hmm. and so kind of thinking about this the same way we uh, it I'll talk about, there are bands that I can be introduced to, and if you just don't catch them again, as you just said, at the right time, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to take a while to circle back around. And and there's a lot of bands that I, I won't necessarily go into all the examples here, but there are a lot of those for me that, like, I don't hate this band, but mentally, it's just not for me. Right. But I enjoy it. Yeah. But I have to be in, like, the right zone for it. And I think that, like, for Blink-182, it, it's literally the, it's the, the battle cry of the teenagers, yeah, in, in in a lot of cases, it's the battle and cry of the me, teenagers as sung by twenty seven year olds. Oh, I know, and that's the part is like, it's like okay, it, it, uh, I'm, uh, man, how do I say this delicately? You know, I think uh, uh, I might not. Uh, it, it's literally the teenagers that are like these twenty seven year olds are everything that I want them to be, and I want to hang out with them, but not in a creepy way. And that's the part that's just so weird is like, that's just who and what they were. Like they weren't one of us. And yet at the same time, we felt like we were one of them. And I think that that's kind of that mindset that gets really kind of clouded and weird. But at the same time, I remember at when I went to, I, I went to talk to a school board about budget cuts they were looking to do. And I quoted Blink-182 at this school board meeting. Mm -hmm. Um, from the uh it's actually from the take off your pants and jacket um from the anthem part two where it was the um if we're fucked up you're to blame and i remember talking through it using a few of the lyrics and it really is like you make these decisions and i remember thinking to myself like see this fuck yeah other adults that are associated with me 
14 year old kid fuck you <laughs> like i think i was older than that but still like that that's like you talk about the empowerment that it felt at a younger age where the things they talk about is kids should have a voice you should vocalize it you should be who you are and you shouldn't grow up too fast accept life as it is which i stand by that it is an important thing like let kids be kids but it's so funny to think about that as an adult where I'm like, oh, yeah, exactly. I'm with a bunch of these other old people, but I'm not old. I'm still one of these young kids. Look, you know? I'm 45, but I know what an 18-year-old knows. Well, but at, And at the same time, though, like, I would like that level of stress again. I don't want to live through those years again. Right. Fuck that. No. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Anybody who's like, man, I want to relive high school. Ugh. Nope. Firm pass. I'm good. I, I'm comfortable with the fact that I've grown up and I like the idea of a bidet. I mean, like this is a whole different world I live in now. Like, God. yeah. Um, no. So something I just noticed when I was kind mm-hmm. of like perusing, I was, I was, uh, I had logged on and I was just reading off, reading through Wikipedia as we do. So Blink One Eighty Two. Oh. I was looking at the cover. And it's take off your pants and jacket. And on the cover, it's got an airplane, pants, and jacket. And mm-hmm. and then I was looking at the release date. It was June 12th, 2001. Now, we are recording this on September 12th, uh, 2021. And so uh, we've just been reminded of uh, September 11th, 2001 uh, by all the media that exists in the world. Mm-hmm. And I just found it so ironic that it's not ironic it's coincidence um that isn't it ironic no it's not um that it's like Jay. that there's an airplane pants and jacket and it's like oh yes in after three months you will have to replay or re, take off your pants and jacket to get on an airplane i mean it's there and, and I'll, I'll get through like honestly i really don't want to get too far ahead of it but um like honestly, there was even the stuff that was on MTV. There was a lot of it, it for understandable air quote reasons. A lot more review of things that were going on to the media, and there mm-hmm. was like the push to remove the two towers from everything. There was, yeah. do we keep it? Do we remove it? And it's you know, let's. It's no longer French fries. It's American. It was. A, it was a weird time. Yeah. Okay. It was a weird time. And and and, and I think that like for that. There were things that went into um, the Stay Together for the Kids music video. They kind of circled around that. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, Carrie and I will unpack that more in that episode. Sure. But yes, the timing of this was very interesting. And there, that I remember at the time, there was that one kid. It might have been Barry who was handing him the bong outside the school that was like, dude, I think Blink-182 foreshadowed 9-11. Like... Yep. I mean, I knew the, I knew the kid, huge rip and move on. It was it Michael? It might have been Michael. Probably. We haven't talked about him in a while. Yeah, I think it was Michael. We should probably bring Michael back. Can we just start saying that Michael was the one that passed you the bong? Cuz that could be a fun story. Well, I I, can't. I guess it passed in front of you. We've never confirmed whether you inhaled. It did pass in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Michael. <laughs> Anyways, well, let me tell you. Um, so, so, regardless of whether you're hitting the bong or not, if you duct tape your dorm room shut, <laughs> you're gonna. What's my age again? Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, that was college, and that wasn't even the state I'm living in. And that's about the time that bitch hung up on me. <laughs> um. So, and I think like the other thing that I do want to call out that we will get to is when you're talking about unpacking these, they become such a snapshot in time in such a big way. Yeah. Like the idea of anybody calling out caller ID now is insane. (laughs) Exactly. But the fact that it was called out there, like, oh, it's this cool new thing. Fuck, I remember when caller ID was a deal. Now the idea of telling my kids, like, listen, the phone would ring and you didn't know who the fuck was on the other side and you just answer it or ignore it. You'd let it go to the answering machine so you could hear them talk to you. Why would you want that out loud? Hey, listen, you can decide to answer it while someone's talking. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's called screening your calls the old way. Right. And now it's just called ghosting. (laughs) And uh, for the longest time, just because 
it was still working. I had the tape uh, answering machine that was in th that I bought when I was a freshman. So there was literally a micro cassette with my messages. And I'll just go ahead and go down this tangent real quick. And the difference is when people have fucked up answering machines, like now, oh, hello, hi, ha, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh -huh. It was different back then. Like, and some of it may be that I'm an old man now, <laughs> but the answering machines where you could actually hear people react live, it was the best. Yeah. Nowadays, you're like, oh, well, you missed out on all the fun. Like, yeah, you have an annoying voicemail, but you right. don't get to appreciate any of that shit. You, like, I remember- Are you calling out my voicemail? I'm not, but I will. Um, <laughs> I don't know what yours is, but it's I have a bad some night. Are, I, I, it's a bad night veil impersonation. See, I do. Um, I, I, I leave voicemails for people critiquing their voicemail. That's a true story. Like my sister says, looks like I'm not available. And every single time I'm like, I can't see you. It's a telephone call. You should update it to say, sounds like I'm not available. I can't look at you. Like those are, you know, minor critiques, <laughs> but Back in this day, we had caller ID, we had our voicemail, and I would constantly change it to those things that I thought were humorous in high school. But my winner was when it was you answer, I would make it sound like I was answering the phone yes. talking to someone. Yeah. And so it wasn't just like, hello. I would go, oh, hey, George, how are things going? No, I'm not available tonight. Can we, can we, can we, hello? Oh, shoot. And then I hung up the phone. And that was the voicemail. <laughs> and that one was great to listen to people come through. Because it was a, hey, George, oh, no, this is Cindy. <laughs> no, uh, wait, uh, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> and then they call back and leave a message because they were like, I'm not going to leave a message now. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um. So one of the things I kind of wanted to get into is, is, uh, is it punk? It's pop punk. It's more pop than anything else. It's it's pop. And I think that there's the hard part of playing in bands of similar type of genre at the time. Mm -hmm. It was like when it's a loaded question idea. Yeah. It really it really is. Like whenever someone's like, Hey, what kind of music does your band do? If you're not in a brass band, you there's some extreme that you want to go to and you want to stay far away from whatever the the shunned genre of whatever mm -hmm. kind it is. Uh, it's really uh, pop infused with with uh, influences from the Katina Cantina band from uh, from Star Wars and like <laughs> like it, it, it's fucking so what so what are you words pop okay thanks that's 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 all but at the same time if I if someone asks it's you it's polka you're, you you're a polka like band you asshole. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Someone already has it like lock and loaded, or they're gonna they're gonna describe you like another band, and then it's like, oh, well, yeah, we play mostly metal, and you're like, oh, so like, like what, like stained? No, like Metallica. Mm, I don't hear it. Fuck you. Like, <laughs> wh whatever it may be, and like it, it, it. I, I felt like for me, and this was never anything really successful. But whenever someone had their association band, mm -hmm. it was like, let me think of whatever is going to piss you off the most. <laughs> and that's what I'm going to use. Like, well, no, I don't sound anything like Britney Spears, you fuckhead. Yeah. Like <laughs> my uh, I I love saying um, bands don't sound like punk bands because I want to hear the argument, especially if somebody's like yeah. really attached to it and like. Well, let me tell you that this and the sound here and this rhythm and this town. And and really, if you are somebody who is that much into punk music, there's mm -hmm. there's a two word answer that you should use in all cases, and it's fuck snare drum. you. Oh, it's, I was really close. Yeah, it's <laughs> guess what? I snap, don't snap 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 snap. Guess what, banker boy? I don't fucking care what you ca really care. You, yeah. yeah, you know. It's so <laughs> it's so goading people into the is it punk? <laughs> it's like. Guess what? If you're arguing this, you're not enough punk to tell me it's punk. So there is a, and I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before. I have an episode where the audio quality got really fucked up. We recorded it in a, in a venue and it was with um, Bill, who was on one of the early episodes. And he and I did an episode on the elitism of punk rock. And it comes down to like what a lot of people view as this punk pop or pop or punk rock was much more pop punk. And it had much more to do with like a look 
than anything else. Like, yeah, the idea of were you a Converse punk, a combat boot punk, or a like Vans punk was like a whole thing, and like it wasn't that you couldn't know the people, but that was that was things to be aware of. Like, oh fuck, dude, that guy's wearing he's buying all his stuff from a military surplus. Which let's not unpack the fact that this punker who hates the idea of military is buying all of this shit from military surplus. That's that's too much to even unpack on it. That's yeah, it's too weird. Well, then but you that's got the way things then you work. Got the Doc Martin punks. Yes, right. And and to me, I kind of associate a lot of those with the combat boot combat boot ones, but they are separate. And, and I and I totally agree. Um, but there becomes so much elitism within them yeah. that you have to exclude everyone possible. Where it really becomes the like, oh well, I like no effects. Oh well, no effects is really the pop version. Oh well, I like the Dead Kennedys. Oh well, the Dead Kennedys. Well, they were really just more of like a, a hardcore, and they got to do. That's literally like all the conversations about what it is to me. Yeah, it, a lot of the punk rock that people refer to as punk rock is really pop, mm-hmm. but it's the pop punk genre, and 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 or it's pop. It's all pop, and I guess for me, not being a part of that band fine with it yeah i don't really care i don't get caught up in those labels the same way i would have 25 years ago or whatever where i, I don't listen to pop out loud <laughs> like <laughs> fuck no i don't listen to that stuff sometimes i run why do you know the lyrics it's a how can you not I, that was my favorite okay i i knew this guy who was like he was he was hardcore and he would talk about how you know, they're just songs that you just know. And he talked about I Like the Way You Move by Outcast, which I had no fucking idea what this was for I liked Outcast. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't out like I enjoyed them as a band, but I never bought their albums until I was much older. But I enjoyed their hits. Like I th- that was a thing. Like great hits. Put them on a mix CD, that's great. Never at a mixtape level. But like mix CD, yeah, throw them on there. I love it. And but he was like, well, everyone knows that song. I'm like, I don't know that song. He's like, stop trying to pose. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I literally don't know what you're talking about. He goes, everybody knows the song. And I'm like, well, what song is it? And he sings me like some of the, like the verse mm-hmm. and then the chorus. And I was like, yeah, I got no idea. And he goes, oh, fuck you. Everyone knows this song. And I was like, I don't get it. Like there has to be this association where there's like a judgment level depending on that level that you're at. I'm just I'm just going back to I, I have to find a way to get the audio fixed on that episode and I'll leave it because really I am packing there. But <laughs> aside from all that, I would consider Blink 182 to be a pop band. If you're looking for the yeah. that it's a pop punk band. But they're they're pop. They 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 charted on the pop charts. Right. That's just the way they were. And I think that they did a really good job of making those of of doing those transitions where it made the people who enjoyed rock could still appreciate it while not making right. it feel like you know, well, this is share. You we literally you could listen to the hit station and yeah. it would be share. Savage Garden, Blink One Eighty Two. Wait, hold on a second. Blink One Eighty Two is just here because because it belongs. Because, That's why it's here. Because they sold fifteen million copies. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. No, I realize that's not what you were looking for, but there's no, my no, Carson that's fine. I didn't evening. think I was gonna. I I I didn't think. First of all. You're not that big of a, a punk rocker that I know you enjoy it some from time to time, but you don't mm-hmm. s- seem to listen to that primarily. So I didn't think you would like really. I mean, now Josh, you know, T- time and place. Honestly, that that was my genre. Um, and again, I think that that was also part of the like that post nine eleven, everyone kind of found their genre, and the Rock Against Bush and all of that stuff kind of led to it, which was much more of the pop punk side. Mm-hmm. But like, I would say that for a a period of time. You know, Anti Flag was probably one of my top bands, which is again, they're a punk band, but you know, mm-hmm. heavy influences by. But yeah, yeah, and you know, I think, I just think, and honestly, it's not to go against a uh, punk metal or sorry, punk metal. Well, punk, punk music. Metal. I'll take it. Punk music, but I just thought, you know, they're too melodious to be punk because they do have some you know hard power chords and some fast uh, things but they really get more i don't know kind of emo-y but i mean in a good way and and that's not to piss off the emo people to say that emo is bad but i'm not a fan um 
So what? <laughs> the Cure is my favorite band. <laughs> I've actually been listening to a lot of The Cure lately. Okay, funny. here's a quick little music story. I just want to say because my uh, my wife uh, uh, left for work today at six fifteen, and the garbage has to go down before uh, before the morning. So. She said, don't forget garbage. And I sent her a link for only happy when it rains. But um, she didn't. Nice. She didn't think it was funny. But I think it's funny. <laughs> I mean, I'm not laughing out loud. I can give you a sympathy laugh, but I like I, I have a big smile on my face. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, I knew I'd have to send her like a because I know she knows the... with a link to a Wikipedia article explaining why it's funny. <laughs> that's how you, that's how you know it's really good. Yeah. No, I so. knew I'd have to send her the link to the music, otherwise she wouldn't get the garbage reference. But um, so hopefully she was so I, in her car and she hit play and it played through her speakers. Yeah. So I think that with the idea again, with we'll we'll continue on with the pop punk discussion down the road. Um, we do have a lot of Blink One Eighty Two coming up, and I think that we're wanting to kind of start. Oh, you don't moving say through some of that discography. I know, I know. You've kind of you've kind of seen our roadmap of episodes we're looking at. So, Jesus and Barry man. just rolls his eyes. I was like, yeah. I, I'm liking okay. I'm liking the uh, the way we're going, but to start out with 32 episodes on Blink 182 it's not is 32 episodes of Blink 182. Three years of Blink 182. 18. We're actually just a Blink 182 podcast now. No, we kind of started this. We want to see it through. Um, but again, we're going to start combining a few. Um, I think that my recommendation for you, now that we've kind of finished this whole musical pickle thing mm-hmm. for this this topic yeah, right now. Yeah, we found that uh, this is not you, the classic for me. No, no. <laughs> but what you should listen to is their 2004, I believe, self-titled album, Okay. Um, which is a more mature sound. Um, at that point, again, looking at some of these branch ops, there's Angels and Airwaves that um, Tom went to. Tom really went down a path of wanting to have a more mature sound. Mm-hmm. And Blink-182 wasn't supposed to be your we're growing up with you. Sure. At the time, it really was that we're, we're, we're in this perpetual state and you're there with we us. We want to be 47-year-olds with an 18-year-old audience. Yeah. Right. And I think that there's self-titled started transitioning away from that. Well, I might and try that. I think so. the other thing that I... that. Barry and or Carrie and I had this realization last week on the episode, which we both talked about afterwards that we were not anticipating having a long episode on Cheshire Cat because <laughs> neither of us will care for it. But they were a live band in their early part. It was a live band that also just did studio albums. Their later stuff became studio albums that also did live shows. Mm-hmm. And I think that there are two different ways of thinking about bands. You have bands that, eh, fuck it, who cares? Tenacious D, I'm on board. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not looking for that level of art. But then you also have, and we've talked about this with other ones, especially with Americana music, the person who goes in who's a singer-songwriter that hires in a whole band for their album, and you're like, no, 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 no. Just stick with where, you, where you're at. Like, I want that type type of thing. And Cheshire Cat, the reason why we've never really been that drawn to it is because it's all of their songs that were would be really great live, and a lot of them are on the Mark, Tom, and Travis show, The Anima Strikes Back, which is another one I think you should check out. Mm-hmm. Because I think that there's the live component, and when you hear them, it's different. When you're hearing what it sounds like, these songs, so many of them were written for the show not written for the album. Great that they got a lot of airplay, but like when you're listening to the track and then you have Mark impersonating Satan talking <laughs> about how Satan is there for the kids, it changes the whole perspective of like a lot of the stuff where it's like, okay, well, here they are talking about this shit. Oh, they're literally just fucking around for two hours and having a great time. And the fact that they can put it on an album and people eat it up even better. And so I think that for the albums I would recommend for you, those would be the two. It's self-titled and uh, the Mark, Tom, and Travis show, The Enema Strikes Back. Well, you know me. I'm always willing to uh, grab another pickle, something disgusting to put in my mouth just to see if I like it. I just love the phrasing of that, but I understand what you're saying, and I agree. I I mean, the, the idea of trying to unpack it, and I think that you and I have talked about, we have a number of them that, um, we, we're 
I'm just going to kind of start foreshadowing this. We're trying to get um, some road mapping in place for where some of our episodes are going. And we have a loose layout for next year, year and a half. And I think that some of those that I would like to go down are like, we're, I'm just going to talk about this on the episode, but like I've talked about trying to really, I, I enjoy rappers and I enjoy music that comes out of Detroit. And I think that music from Detroit is fascinating to me. And I think that, not always just the biggest names are the ones that are the best representation. And I would like to unpack that where Motown records get it. You have Eminem get it. You have so many musicians though, that it is such a musical hotspot that that's one that I want the musical pickle of each like decade of Detroit. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. Stay tuned for future pickle episodes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for hanging well, out with us. I think I think the musical pickle episodes really, you know, puts to the forefront um, part of the point of this podcast. So there's oh, yeah, so much sure. music out there that, and all this music in one way or another has a following. Somebody mm-hmm. gets it. Somebody loves it. Somebody's collecting the CDs and memorabilia. And if it's good enough for that, it's good enough for me to put in my ear holes and see if I like it. Sorry, went a little Kevin Smith there. Um, no, but I mean, I get that. I'll, I'll be honest. Like, even as you're talking about the memorabilia, I see a coffee cup here that I'm literally contemplating sending to Carrie. That's a Blink-182 one. <laughs> that it's, I, I don't, I, well, I'll just read it. I don't know if she listens to this, but I'm contemplating sending this Joan Waste Your Toim Mon Me you're all red, Diddy. The voice inside moi yed, which is the way that it's like pronounced. It's pronounced mm-hmm. in the "I miss you" song, and it's like I think that she would love this mug. As you're talking about, it's culturally significant enough <laughs> that I think if I send her this mug, she's gonna really appreciate it. Oh yeah, and especially since you know Blink One Eighty Two really just hits Carrie in the college post-college years mm-hmm. yep. so and yep. uh yeah it's it's a fun band and i i do enjoy it, especially like you know when you're giving it a casual listen you don't listen to the to the the lyrics or, or pull up any lyrics on on your lyric favorite lyric app but you know they've got some apple music some uh poignant uh lyrics they've got some fun lyrics uh but yeah it's just one of those things where like yeah I'm a casual listener, uh, but just just not my you know favorite. Maybe some yeah. of the more, uh, I will say, some of the vocals really kind of gets me because it's kind of like, I thought these guys are out of California. Why does it sound like they're teen? You know, like seventeen year olds from Philadelphia yelling at me. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you're oh you're you're right on that one there, eh? <laughs> um, but no, for sure. And and I think that again, like the vocal performance changes significantly over time. Yeah. Um, I doubt you listen to Cheshire Cat, but I listen to some of it. I wouldn't <laughs> like if I really feel like Cheshire Cat is a nostalgia <laughs> album, and I think like yeah. I understand Cheshire Cat much more after our therapy session last week with Carrie, where we like talked through and finally like understood why it was that we like want to like it, but don't love it as much. Mm-hmm. But if you like that, just check out the live album. Like there, there. I I feel like it's something that I, I'm just gonna sales pitch this one again. Like the difference between so many live albums is it's literally just here is a recording. Of a live thing mm-hmm. where it is just like, it's not that it doesn't capture the energy of the show in a lot of cases, but it's really presented as this is the same song you like, just performed live. <laughs> and with the Blink-182 one, it's different. Like, as they're changing lyrics to make fun of each other on the stage, where is my Asian friend instead of what's my age again? Like, it's just <laughs> funny stuff that like, it's a different type of energy where you're capturing where that is. But yeah, I, I think that they, they are, they're a hard band to ignore at this point just because of the musical zeitgeist at the time. Right. I think they're worth the pickle exploration. Well, they're and also very, just, um, they're very, what do you want to say? Snapchatable. They're, they're just, they're everywhere in the media. They're gifts. 
They they are gifts. Yeah. Literally. The what the fuck gift from by Tom from the Rock Show video. <laughs> like people may not know where it came from, but that's what it is. Like there's a bunch of them. Yeah. So well, I, I appreciate you coming and doing the the pickle episode. And we need to do more of these. I think that this is a very interesting way of of doing it. We as a group, for those that are listening, um, we each have topics that we love and we love talking about. But at the same time, we do not match the same energy with everyone else in the room. <laughs> and I have bands like that that are um, that that are are very much true for that. And Barry has some, and like it could be an album. And I think that really approaching it from the musical pickle standpoint mm-hmm. really actually kind of changes the perspective. Where I'm not necessarily selling you like, no, 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 you have to love this band. You have to, you, you're not you're not understanding it. This band is amazing. Yeah. No, I completely understand why it's not your cup of tea, but. This is really the stuff you like why it's important as an ear cleanser on Friday. I was listening to an album at work and then I was like, okay, I I, I need I no, I I was just like (laughs) I uh, punk rock for, you know, an hour and a half. I was like, I need I need something. Oh, so now it's punk rock. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, Fuck you. Um, And then just as a nostalgia bomb, I threw in um, Bust a Move and uh, nice uh, just. There's something so stand there. There's something so right about that song. I mean, while being so wrong, yeah. Young MC was was n- not a well loved uh, rapper uh, for very long, but it was my first tape, and I was like, yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember going to a junior high dance, hearing this. I remember hearing it a lot of dances I attended. So, <laughs> yeah. well, I think that wraps up our conversation about. Blink for this week. Maybe next yeah. week we'll have another Look at that. one. You got all, a ne- another nearly hour of uh, Blink content. There we go. We're going to have a whole Blink month. Blink year. It's bl- <laughs> Blink year. <laughs> Welcome to Blink year. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Well, I've been Karsten. And I've been Barry. Thanks for sharing your time with us. If you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. We mind. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all. Especially important. Super crucial. The ultimate. Baby, Baby, it's it's cold cold outside. outside.